Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, talking to you today about the 10 keys to success as an entrepreneur. Number one, right information, right strategy, doesn't matter how smart you are, how hard you work, if you're in the wrong vehicle, you're not going to make money. I've seen this time and time again with, with my clients and with myself in my 20s doing a bunch of dumb business ideas. Um, I think the service business is probably your best bet. Um, Failure rates the lowest, margins in general are the highest, easiest to set up and start. And within that, you've got to have the right niche. Um, you know, finding what exactly your market wants. I mean, you can do general insurance and, and general real estate and, and do well. That actually is a good strategy. Uh, Patrick Met David did, did well in that. Ed Milet, um, Brad Lee's starting one. I mean, they were doing MLMs, take the ethics for what it is. But ultimately, those those broad big markets, and it's not rocket science, you know, it's just a bunch of sales guys and hitting all the marketing channels. Um, but ideally, I mean, at least I think you're in something where you're niched and you have some kind of edge. You know, if you look at Hormozy, he was going from failure to failure in in gyms and getting robbed by partners and all these different things, and he was about ready to quit when he was on the phone with some guy about to do a gym launch in, in person for the guy. And he said, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, it's over, I'm, I'm hanging it up. And the guy said, you know, man, I was really needing that to save my gym. Can I pay you just for the consulting? And so he threw out a number six grand, the guy paid him and he realized he had a business, right? After he'd niched and niched and niched uh, and then stumbled onto the angle. And that's usually how it is. There's a lot of guys doing two million on something they stumbled on and they're terrible at everything else. Or there's a guy that my client used to work for, it is two, two million in his engineering business. He does, he's in his 60s. He's been running it for 25 years. He's never done a sales call, a marketing initiative, and he doesn't even ask his clients for referrals. That was just referrals handed to him that generated up to two million dollars, um, never even having asked for them, right? And that's the way it is in a lot of businesses, like legal, engineering. Um, to me, that's, that's in a lot of times business on easy mode where people need the thing. It's B2B and people are just coming to you from your website. I've got a lawyer client who got three new clients last month from his website and because he has 17 Google reviews and that's more than anyone else in his county. And people were Googling because they need a lawyer. And they have no choice so like a need-based business we're working on the ad campaign right now and niching it down and going into business litigation and how he's going to be a pit bull in your corner and tailoring for the right avatar you know the really litigious sort of um you know multi-seven figure entrepreneurs and all that stuff and we're going to absolutely crush in the same way that i'm i'm crushing for my client in the engineering space uh is finding that niche upon niche upon niche and that strategy and that guy's going to make more money than the programmer with the 200 IQ um, who's either working a job or he's, you know, doing freelance work on Upwork or he's trying to do a tech startup but has no business savvy or acumen or strategy and the right mentorship. So this is by far and away better than IQ, better than everything else. Right strategy, 100% for sure. Next point is courage. Um, if you don't have courage, you don't have the balls to start a business, but you also don't have the balls to scale a business. So if you're watching this, I'm assuming you're an entrepreneur. If you're not, what the fuck are you doing?
start the business today. I'm also assuming you're doing six figures, especially if you've been with me for a while, you've scaled up or seven or eight, like some of the guys in the RLD Brotherhood group. Um, so the big area for courage is how invested are you in your business or your businesses? Uh, Grant Cardone would tell you to go all in and I would say go pretty close to that. I mean, keep 100K or two, 300K in the tank, um, you know, whatever. I perhaps need a bit more because I was a poor boy and I still have a deep fear of being poor again. We were very poor for a long time. Um, and then as I said, I had some failures in my 20s. So I've, I've got that uh, poor boy's trauma. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what stops guys from scaling once they have a good strategy is they just don't have the balls to put it into the marketing. As opposed to being hungry like an animal for a flywheel within your business that you can't wait like to reinvest in you know you're pissed off because you don't have it the the ads channel is not working or the cold emails or the cold cars aren't working and you're just looking 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 like what's the thing that's going to scale me to five mil or ten mil and it's always marketing like you can max out sales and that's great and i was a sales guy but marketing is about a thousand percent more important than your closing skill. Your closing skill can be adequate. Shit, it can be terrible. Um, your sales guys can be terrible if you have enough pre-sold leads. So what I've seen in working with a lot of entrepreneurs in the sales closing business that I have, as well as um, through my clients, one of which runs a marketing agency, is that you know most guys are just pussy at the end of the day and they won't spend they look at like ooh 1500 on ads that's a lot of money let me think about it even the guys doing six figures or 300k and my client charges 2500 for his marketing fee it's like dude you're not going to scale if you don't spend money on marketing and marketing's the first thing they put on pause which always means they stop doing it cuz it didn't work for the bitch ass month long test spend they did at 1500 right like you have no choice if you want to scale if you want to stay at your income level fine um but you just it means you don't have the courage you're too comfortable with with six figures and the the reason you're not scaling is is courage as opposed to i'm not comfortable with six figures at all i need to be at three million four million so i can't wait to find i'm i'm just saying this hypothetically the, the guy is saying, like, I can't wait to find the flywheel um, that's going to push me up to three, four million. And the second I find an ads channel working or cold calling, I'm dumping everything in. I'm taking a, my salary for living expenses. Everything else is going in until I go exponential. Then when I'm doing 100K a month, 200K, 300K, whatever it is, and take home, okay, now I can pull some out. I can take some chips off the table. Um buy the lifestyle property or go into the, uh, you know, um, property rental business. I would, I would suggest abroad instead of in America where your cap rates are like 3%. My client was telling me, which is fucking garbage. You can get 15% in a townhome in Phuket or a condo in, in Colombia. So you've actually got a business out of, out of those investments. Um, but that takes courage to get there. And, you know, if, the, the thing to sacrifice is, is these low standards and this comfortability 
because in 2023, six figures is not enough in America. 250 is the new six figures, and you should be aiming for seven because the reset's coming and AI's coming, and the window is potentially limited. I mean, these things could roll out and be relatively smooth, but I don't think they will be. I think that a large part of the workforce is gonna lose their jobs to AI. They're gonna have to be on universal basic income. Anytime you're resetting the monetary system, you're dealing with issues. Uh, we're talking about programmable money potentially being launched. Um, very easily you could see, you know, the US dollar losing position potentially you could see you know high inflation if not hyperinflation scenarios I, I I'm not sure if that will be the case but certainly post pandemic with the amount of money um, that was printed and with the uh, you know the, the ever exponentially rising debt um, you know there's some real issues you know there's the issue of the petrodollar too with with Saudi talking with China perhaps to you know and, and if those things happen you've, you've also got the deflationary depression risk I don't know which way it would go and then you've got the hyperinflation on the other end so you need your income to be high enough to where some major economic shock comes through knocks out half your revenue 70% of your revenue you're still rich though right if you're making 200k a month living abroad like I am I could lose 80% of that and still be making the equivalent of, of 40% in some type of economic catastrophe. Lifestyle's not affected at all. Still able to reinvest while all the competitors got crushed and everyone around you got crushed. So um, depressions happen every, like there's going to be a depression or hyperinflation this century. Uh, most countries are going to have a war within their borders every century, if not multiple ones. If you're in Latin America, it's a it's a quarterly thing where they go into hyperinflation or um, some type of reset of the currency, you know, in Brazil and Argentina and Venezuela. Um, so a lot of guys are stuck thinking it's the 1950s or whatever and and or even the 80s and and six figures in America is is, is something uh, it's something abroad. But in America, you're just comfortable on that. So you need to have courage. Number three is aggression. So this kind of ties into courage. Every really successful guy I know is very aggressive, impatient, um, can be ruthless and perhaps impolite at sometimes. Has to learn how to bite his tongue to you know smooth things over, and living for that target. So I don't have a boss as an entrepreneur, but my boss is my targets. Right? That's that's who I take orders from. If the target's 100k. Um, by the end of the year, per month or whatever, you're living for that, you're waking up for that, how do I get to 100K, how do I get the physique the way I want, how do I get the girl the way I want, whatever it is, you're, you're coming in with hyper-aggression because you have high standards and you're not patient, you're persistent over time and it usually feels like everything's moving too slowly. You can do reframes on this. Dan Sullivan talks about you know looking backwards in terms of gratitude, um, and that does work. Uh, but it is a it's a, it is a constant practice to do that because your natural default is aggression, always feeling behind, always feeling that things are moving too slowly, feeling that you're surrounded by dumb people who make dumb mistakes and you have low tolerance for it. 
that is a, I, across the board characteristic I've seen for success. You need to be very aggressive, very focused, and put a lot of energy into, you know, whatever goal it is that you want to take seriously within, within business. Number four is work ethic. Um, early stages, man, 10 hours a day, that's for sure. Now, you don't want to do that forever. There's a lot of guys that say you need work-life balance. There's a lot of guys you say there's no such thing as work-life balance. I say it's a mixture of the two. If you're starting out, no work-life balance. After a year or two, you should be up into that six-figure range. Now you can hire, okay? And you can hire and you can buy some of that time back. You can get down from 10 hours a day. You don't want to be running the marathon at 12 hours a day forever. Um, or if you get into some survival mode or you're in expansion mode in your business, you have to be able to go back into that. Um, but you also should be taking some time to enjoy your life and girls and, you know, hanging out with your friends and stuff. I'm not one of these guys who would say waste your 20s or waste your 30s grinding and do nothing but stack money and then, you know, enjoy it when you're 30. No, you've got to have some balance there. Um, but you know, at least in the initial stages or whenever you're in an expansion stage, you have to have that setting to be able to do 10 hours. Some guys say they work 18, but I'm talking about 10 concentrated hours, like, like real, and that's painful when everyone's outside. Um, and you're living Groundhog Day again and again. I'm not saying to do that forever, but I'm saying you have to have that setting and you have to keep the work ethic going throughout. I mean, I work seven days a week. I'm always doing something. I can't turn it off. Um, I don't know if I want to. And there were, there were times where I kind of took weekends off or I will take a weekend off. Uh, I should say if I'm taking a motorbike ride with a girl to the mountains or whatever, right? Yes. But in general, I'm doing some type of work, um, just naturally. And that's what I've noticed in successful guys. Um, but, you know, high work ethic is common, right? That's why it's number four. So it doesn't have to be for, like, the ideal is to get above it, to have operators in your businesses and they report to you and you're on a phone call with them once a week. But to, to and you're just doing strategy. But to get there, you need to be able to grind. So I'm not saying to do that forever. Ultimately, money is to make your life awesome and be able to do what you want. Um, not just grinding for the sake of grinding, but you have to have that work ethic. Number five that comes along with work ethic is pain tolerance, things going wrong all the time, groundhog day forever, dealing with people, um, carrying the weight of the business on your shoulders, um, you know, one step forward, two steps back in some periods, uncertainty about where income's coming in, grinding while everyone else is working, you know, scaling up to seven figures or whatever is one of the hardest things you can do unless you hit it hit it lucky, you know, like I did when I was in my early twenties as a trader, you know, but that was a, that was a grind to get up there. But, um, once I got up there, it was pretty, you know, it, it only took me like a year and a half to start doing hundred K a month, but it was, it was brutal first year, but business is a lot harder than that, or, or at least my path to trading. Um, you need to know so much and you have to be composed and handle all the weight and all these things and deal with uncertainty and money worries and all these things. So you really need pain tolerance. 
Number six is sales skills. If you can't close, you can't make money. Sales is your ticket to making 250K a year if you're trying to scale. Um, makes up for a lot of other weaknesses. Um, you, can, you can make 250K just in a sales job, take home, and make mo more than most entrepreneurs is a lot of my friends in sales were doing when I was still in sales, uh, you know, over a decade ago. And I knew guys in sales, you couldn't, you know, send an email without a typo. Um, so those sales skills are crucial to uh, be able to close in the early stages, but also train your guys to close. Um, and they're harder to, the reason I put it above number seven, which is marketing skills, even though I think marketing is important, is because sales is harder to outsource because to be able to get your product to a certain level of revenue where you can actually afford to outsource and bring people in, you need to know how to sell your product. Um, you need to know how to create the offer and you need to know how to close. Um, even though marketing will make you much, much, much more money than sales, sales, at least in the initial stages, um, and offer creation, it's, it's very hard to outsource that. You need to know how to do that yourself. Uh, which brings us to number seven, marketing skills, which as I said, overall, when you're scaling, the marketing is much, much, much more important. But the marketing, once you have a bit of money, you can pay somebody like my client, Edwin, to do the marketing for you. And 2,500 a month, $50 a day, 4K in, that should be enough to get a test run of ad working. Now it might take two, three, four months of spending. Um, or if you want to spend a bit more, you can get it done faster. But with a good marketer, and there's, you know, guys running, the good marketer is going to be running a boutique agency. He's not working for some big agency. If he's in some big agency, you're getting like some junior media buyer who makes $200 on your account, and he's fucking trash. Because if he was any good, he'd be running his own agency and making 40K a month. Okay, so you want a guy with a boutique agency, maybe 10 clients, uh, you know, he's charging you 2,500 to 5K. Um, he's expecting you to spend at least 1,500 a month, if not 5K, 10K minimum, right? Because he's trying to deal with guys who have money. But once you've scaled up to that level, you can afford it. And marketing is not an expense at all. It's only an expense if it doesn't work. If it works, it's the biggest source of revenue generation and it's what's gonna get you to seven, multi-seven, eight-figure net worth. It is a better investment than Bitcoin on its best year. On its, a good marketing campaign is a 3X return, um, oftentimes within a month, compounded and pushed back in. So it's the best return that you can make. And I consider cold calling, emailing, LinkedIn, ads and DMs. I consider all of that marketing. I used to think cold calling was sales. That's how I was trained. But most of the time you're talking to people who aren't interested. You're just trying to find people that are interested. It's only once you have someone interested on the phone that it's actually sales. Um, so number seven, marketing is very important. Number eight, organization. Um, I do know some successful guys who aren't very organized, but they have assistants. They have people in their organization and operators who just schedule their calendar and they're just, okay, this is what I do for the day. But you have to have a basic level of organization. And you can get this, uh, my How to Get Organized book is available for free on my website if you um, 
sign up for the newsletter, you get that lead magnet. I will be releasing another organization optimization course because I've got this on steroids on the, on the TickTick app. And I can't even imagine how I would live without it because I have so many things to do and I have to know what's the most profitable thing. Um, and you need an organizational system to be able to do that and to be able to prioritize putting profit first and working on the most profitable thing every single day. So that's number eight. Number nine is IQ. Uh, IQ is important. It's very difficult to succeed, in my opinion, with a below average IQ. If you're 20 minutes into this video and still watching, you have at least an average IQ, if not more than likely higher than average because low IQ people are not watching a business video of this detail uh, 20 minutes in. Um, and so, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys that I've met who are entrepreneurs sort of thought of themselves as kind of mid IQ and I had to remind them that maybe they got average grades in school, but they were half-assing it in school. And, you know, that's just kind of like math and science is just one discipline of intelligence. If we're talking about broad intelligence, there's strategic, there's wisdom, there's business acumen, there's all these different things. And um, so every, every successful guy that I've met is high IQ, uh, 120 and above. I think you can be successful though with 100 or a one, maybe a 110 IQ if um, someone's giving you the right strategy. It's like, here, do this real estate business, take the course on and the coaching program on specific real estate businesses. Uh, here's how to do the accounting to hire somebody. And then the guy just gets on the phone and then he just pushes it back into marketing. Then he hires sales guys. If someone's really built out the strategy for you and you've been smart enough to invest in the right strategy, um, you don't have to be this programmer with 140 IQ. I think there are a good amount of guys that who succeeded in those uh, verticals who were kind of average IQ, but they probably did have some more, you know, IQ in terms of business acumen. But that that can be learned. Um, so, but you know, people below that, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, in in the military. Um, if you have less than 85 IQ, they don't have a single job for you, even if it's just sweeping up, up on the ship, um, you know, because that's just the way it is. It's some something unfortunate that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Um, but, you know, IQ is handed out differently. And it's, you know, a good part of that is if you inherited it genetically. Um, and at the end of the day, this this getting money thing is a competition, right? So... Uh, you know, the guys in general, the higher it is, the, the, the more likely to succeed. But there is something to be said about a guy whose IQ is too high. Those guys tend to be more on the autism spectrum and they can do very well in something like programming or some ultra technical field. But when it comes to um, sort of the interpersonal skills needed to sell and perhaps market and manage people, um, you know, and, and a lot of times those guys are hyper-focused on their little narrow thing as opposed to recognizing the game of life. Um, you know, health is, spirituality is number one, health is number two, uh, money's number three because it either solves or helps with every problem. They haven't been able to 
focus out into sort of a broader strategic perspective and recognize that and, you know, become entrepreneur. Um, so that's IQ. Number 10, right network. No successful guy on the planet is a lone wolf. Successful Sigma males do not exist. In my opinion, the Sigma male doesn't exist. Um, you know, he's got mentors, even if they're online and he's got, if he's a business owner, he's got employees. Therefore he is a quote unquote alpha, at least in his business. I think that whole alpha and beta thing is, is bullshit by the way. Uh, because you know, in each scenario, you're not an alpha at the airport when, when you, they've got you checking in with, with customs, right. Or, you know, when you're paying your taxes, but you are with your crew, with your employees, but you've also got like a higher level mastermind or brotherhood, like the RLD brotherhood, where you might be 27 and you're in there with guys in their forties who are decamillionaires like my clients. So, um, you should think of yourself as a player in the game of life, as opposed to alpha beta or Sigma. And I haven't seen one successful guy that didn't have at least one more successful mentor that he knows personally. Um, the getting mentors online and stuff. And if you're listening to me, that's terrific. Uh, but it's not the same as somebody personally who can answer questions. Um, you know, I've, I've been able to help a lot of my clients through that, you know, I'm not offering the, the coaching service anymore. So the only way to reach me now is in the, the RLD Brotherhood Signal Group. Uh, it's a lifetime membership. And, you know, we've got guys from 25 all the way up to, to 50, six, seven, eight figures, six figure minimum uh, is what we're looking for for you to get in there because this is high level strategy to get you through the next decade and survive the reset and AI and all this shit. Um, so I haven't seen a, a successful person without at least a mentor and then without at least three or four bros who are also um, entrepreneurs and scaling who you can talk shop with and um, pass ideas off of and, and more importantly being like, I need a marketer. Uh, I need somebody that knows AI. I need somebody that knows taxes. You post something in the group. We have guys in there on every continent and whether it's accounting taxes, um, delegated dating, uh, you know, expat tax prep, uh, you need a marketer, you need a sales closing agency, whatever it is, we got it. Um, and, you know, unlike some other perhaps networking groups of the same nature, this is heavily curated. We're not letting just a bunch of, you know, 18 year olds in there. No disrespect if you're 18 um, and you're doing well. Um, so all the, the information's high quality and all the networking's high quality and we're, we're focused and um, I think it's an absolute must. And if you don't join, you've got to build it yourself and find a few guys like it'll take a, you know, three, five years off your, off your learning curve. If you're not a fucking lurker, if you're in there asking questions and speaking and all these things, um, and getting the answers that you want three to five years off at least and, and put you onto some game that's, that's going to make sure that you protect it and survive and thrive over the next decade, as well as motivate you. Um, to get to multiple seven figures, eight figures, whatever it is, because that's the game now for this decade, right? You guys know, um, in the previous decade, 
was talking about lifestyle business, make 20K a month, live abroad, small team. That was great for the last decade. Post-pandemic, this shit ain't no game no more, dude. Like, the stuff that, you know, you're seeing going on if, you, if you're if you switched on, um, you know, it's coming. Um, and it's coming that their goal is by 2030 to have the reset, smart cities, 15-minute cities, permits to travel, uh, CVDCs, programmable money, um, carbon credits, social credits, no fucking joke. Um, and that's all up there on the WEF website. Uh, you know, and you can, you can read about those policies openly. And look, I'm not saying one way, I'm not taking a position one way or the other. You know, this isn't a politics or the change the world channel. This is about how to play the game of life and the rules are changing, so you need to learn those rules and get on top of it and doing everything that you can to make sure that you're in survival and thrival. In addition to that, I could see that the transition creates some type of hyperinflation or deflationary depression situation. So you need to be prepared across the board on that, as opposed to just be like, I'll buy Bitcoin and hope that, you know, put everything on Bitcoin and hope that that works. That's not a strategy. Put everything in gold and Singapore vault. That's not a strategy. That's a part of a strategy. You need to make sure that you survive and thrive for sure for yourself. If you're going to have children, if you're going to have grandchildren, take care of your um, mom and shit. And I'm, I'm not trying to fear monger. If you've been watching or reading me since 2012 and watching me since 2014, you know I don't do that. But I'm taking this shit real seriously, real seriously. And I'm grinding harder than I have been in a long time across multiple businesses because I need to make sure with certainty that this is going to be handled and the financial targets have gone way up. That's the only way to know it's it's been handled, man. So if you want to get some game on that, check out the RLD Brotherhood, uh, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash coaches, uh, forward slash brotherhood. Also stay tuned for my great reset course, my... Uh, eight-figure game plan course on net worth and the uh, business courses I've got coming out within the next year. Appreciate you. Love you. God bless you. Thank you for watching. And if you are going to join the Brotherhood, hope to be speaking with you soon.